Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec, the place to stay updated and educated. Tech Guide, episode 368. Hello and welcome to the show. Great to have you with us listening once again. My name is Stephen Fennec. I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. On this week's show, cyber criminal scams are now targeting Instagram users. We'll tell you what you can do to stay safe. Why smartphone sales in Australia have slumped and Tesla releases its biggest software update ever for its electric cars. In the Tech Guide reviews, we're going to take a look at the Hisense 100-inch laser TV. We'll take a listen to the Sonos Move Bluetooth speaker. And Arlo launches its Pro 3 wire-free security cameras. And we'll wrap things up with the Tech Guide help desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, the company that keeps you connected, and Norton, the company that keeps you protected. Cyber criminals are a very savvy bunch, unfortunately. They're always thinking of ways to trick us into revealing our personal details, uh, financial records, things like that. They want, the, the basics is that they want to try to get some kind of advantage, usually a monetary, a financial advantage, to try to, to, to get some cash from you and, or, or to access not only your accounts but also have access to your friends' As well, that's why social media hacking is uh, the latest craze that we're seeing with cyber criminals, and in particular, targeting Instagram. Instagram, uh, very very popular social media app now. It is probably the go-to app for many people now. They've probably left Facebook and all these others behind, and Instagram whether it's Instagram, the regular Instagram threads or their Instagram stories, they've become their go-to place for social media. And cyber criminals are aware of this. They know that how many more people are accessing Instagram and they go where the crowds are, unfortunately. And there a couple of scams that we've found out about that cyber criminals are using to try to grab account details and your personal information. This, this information has come courtesy of Sophos. They're an internet security uh, company, and that's S-O-P-H-O-S. And there's a couple of scams that, that they've, they've uncovered. The first is a scam that uses scare tactics. So what it does, uh, people, Instagram users receive what appears to be a copyright infringement notice. Now, you think about all the stuff that we share on Instagram, images, memes, GIFs, whatever it happens to be. And the, the, a lot of people may think that, oh, okay, I may have, may have breached this copyright. And, the, and this, this message also then warns you that your account is about to be suspended. So what do most people do? Naturally, they click through to find out what they've done wrong. What copyright have they breached? What did they do? And secondly, the reason they want to do that is not only to find out that out what what copyright they've infringed, but also how to unlock their accounts. That's that's important to them as well. So these fake notices come through, and it says, "Hi, we're sorry, we have found content on your account that will violate our copyright laws. We will feed back to you by email twenty four hours after completing the form." So then there's a there's a a link, a button that you, that says complete copyright objection form. You fill this out thinking this that you're communicating with Instagram and they've got all your details. It's a, it's a really, really simple, simple little scam that a lot of people think is real, but in fact, it is fake. Another scam that was uncovered a week ago is the reset password scam where you'll receive a notification to say, 
someone has tried to log into your Instagram account. If this wasn't you, the, use the following code to confirm your identity. So it's kind of giving the user the impression that this is a two-factor authentication to reset their password. Now, what they do is they, they send this through and actually request a password reset. And oftentimes what happens is the, the criminal who has a possible hack into that person's email can, in fact, intercept the reset password email before the user even thinks they've received it. So imagine you've clicked to reset your password. This scammer has obviously targeted you. They've got your email address and they then the email arrives to reset the password. They receive it before you even see it, hit the reset password button and delete it before you even know you've received it. This is how, this is how frightening this is. So, the result here is that you've kind of handed over the keys to your account. And the danger here is that not only are you in danger, but their goal is to also try to try to get onto your friends and trick your friends as well, your friends and family, because they think it's you. So if, if they receive messages from you and information from you, then your friends are going to assume that, of course, it's you. And then that puts them at risk. So really frightening. Uh, but we're not just here to scare you. We also want to give you some tips on how to avoid becoming a victim. Now, here are the tips from Sophos to help you stay safe online. When you receive these notifications, look out for obvious errors. Many cyber criminals don't can't speak English. A lot, a lot, a lot of cyber criminals are from foreign countries, so English is their is not their main language, not their first language. So a dead giveaway is to look out for for improper punctuation, spelling errors, uh, and just poorly written emails. So keep an eye out for that. So a lot of grammatical, typographic errors, spelling mistakes are a dead giveaway. The other thing you do is check the address bar. So if you receive this notification or over the on the internet, so you can check the web address. If it's too long to fit in the address bar, scroll to the right in the address text. And so that way you can look at if there is a maybe a bogus domain name inside. Because if you're receiving something from Instagram, it should say Instagram.com, not all this gobbledygook and all these other foreign domain names. Also, Consider using a password manager. We're going to talk about password managers in the Tech Guide Help Desk a little bit later. A great tip that'll sort of it can mind all your passwords, and you don't even know what they need to know what they are, but they they'll be strong. I'll talk more about that in the in the Help Desk. Also, never log in via email link. So what happens if they if you're sent a reset or an email that says, "I'll oh, click here to." reset your password or click here to fill out a copyright form. Never click on that email. If you need to log into a site, go to that site. So if Instagram, if, if you need to log into that, do it at, on Instagram on the site, not via an email link, which is trying to lead you elsewhere. The other thing you need to do is Learn how your online services, like Instagram, for example, handles disputes or security issues. So don't get taken in by the warnings that you receive by email. Go to the real site or the real app and use the service's own help pages to find out how they really work. That's the really the best way that you need to do it. So it's really important that you just stay vigilant. I think you, you really need to be on guard. Expect every email to try to trick you. So if you have that mindset, if you receive an email from your friend and from people you know, then that's okay. But if it's coming from someone you don't know or that it looks suspicious, treat it as suspicious if it looks that way. But those tips from Sophos are very helpful. And if you want to read more about that and look at those uh, those tips for yourself, also see the pictures of the fake notifications that are in the story as well, you know what you need to do? Head over to techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec.
smartphones are very popular, you'd think. Well, the latest info, the research from Telsite, tells a different story. Smartphone sales have actually slumped in the first half of 2019 here in Australia by 6%, which is a fair amount. Now, there's the market study has revealed some interesting information. Now, 4 million smartphones were sold in Australia in the first half of 2019. That's down 6%, as we, as we said, compared to the same period last year. But the drop has been attributed to a couple of factors. Number one, and this is pretty obvious, customers are holding on to their phones even longer. Do you remember years back when a phone contract used to last 24 months, so people used to hold on to their phones for 24 months? Then there were other deals where you could renew every year, and if you want to hold on to your phone longer, then that's another thing. But it seems now that we are holding on to our devices longer because the new ones are so expensive. If you're an iPhone user, the new iPhones, uh, if, if, you, if you bought a phone two years ago and you're coming to, a new, to start a new contract, then you're faced with a device that costs more than what you paid for your device two years ago. And if you want to renew, get a new plan, you're going to ha- have to spend more per month for that handset and then also for the plan. So that's another reason why people are holding on to, to their phones because A, they're expensive, but B, their existing handsets have got so many great features and are so handy, good cameras, everything they need, then a lot of customers are thinking, well, I'll just wait. I don't need a brand new phone right now. This, this, this will do me. Uh, and in terms of the, the difference between iPhone and Android replacement cycles, the iPhone replacement cycle has actually increased by 30% to around 3.2 years. That's how, on, how long, on average, an iPhone user hangs onto their phone. The Android replacement cycle has also increased, not by as much, by 11%, but now it is at 2.6 years. What helps with the iPhone the length of its replacement cycle is the ease in which you can update your software. I bet you there's a lot of users listening to this right now, probably even on their iPhones, who have updated to maybe the latest iOS 13, which was launched a couple of weeks ago. And iOS 13 will run on iPhone 6S and later. So you can, you can install iOS 13 on a four-year-old phone, which is pretty impressive, hence the reason why if you're not getting a new phone, you can kind of have that new phone feeling with a with an updated with updated iOS. Android not so easy to update your software, but that that's the reason why iPhone is slightly ahead because of that ease in which you can put new software on older devices. The other thing we're noticing though is that uh, that people are hanging on for they want to future proof their purchase. So what what they're waiting out for is 5G. Because you consider if a phone you buy today, you're going to hold on to for more than three years, then you're going to want something that's kind of future-proof, that's going to last you for that long. So a lot of another reason why people are hanging back, perhaps till next year, is so they can have a greater choice of 5G devices. Now, as we know, the iPhone 11, which was released a couple of weeks ago, and the iPhone 11 Pro are not 5G products, 4G LTE. So that may, according to Telsite, affect sales of that particular iPhone for the next 12 months because next year, I think, without a doubt, the new iPhone will have 5G. The iPhone 12 or whatever they're going to call it next year will will certainly have 5G and perhaps even a new design. So it's going to look completely different. It's going to be totally 5G, all different great specs on it. So another reason why people perhaps are hanging back iPhone sales declined by 13% this year. They sold 1.7 million in the first half of 2019. Android sales remained stable, 2.3 million. So all the Android, Samsungs and and, and Pixels and all, all the other brands, 2.3 million altogether. iPhone sold on their own 1.7 million. That's down 13% on the same six months last year. So... A little slump right there. But 
there has been some movement in the Android sales. Uh, Apple, of course, maintained its top position, as we said, as the top vendor. But the top three Android manufacturers in Australia were Samsung, no surprise there. Oppo is now number two. And Huawei. Huawei, they were number two worldwide, having overtaken Apple. But in considering what's happening in recent times with the the black band from the US and not having access to the full Android uh, OS for their new handsets, that could have, I think they're taking a bit of a hit. Uh, but Samsung and Oppo seems to be sailing on and uh, will continue to do so, uh, we foresee, for the next six months as well. But we're holding on to our phones longer and 5G, a very important factor for many, many customers. If you want to take a look at those Telsite figures, you can check it out, techguide.com.au. Well, one thing I really like about driving a Tesla is that every now and again, you receive a little software update and then suddenly your car can do all these new things. It has all these new features. Well, the biggest software update is coming, is rolling out right now. Tesla software version 10 is going to add some remarkable new entertainment features and a cool new feature called Smart Summon. Now, Smart Summon, unfortunately, won't be available in Australia at the moment. So not a, we won't have immediate access to that feature, but we have seen some incredible videos from US and other international drivers. Now, what basically, what Smart Summon basically is, now we've heard of Summon, like I can summon my car. So I did it last week, I had a, a tight parking spot that I couldn't get out, I, I couldn't fit in between the door and the other car. So I use my phone to, to move the, the car, my to Model S, out of the spot. So that I rolled it out of the spot using my phone. That's Summon. Now, Smart Summon takes it even further. So imagine this scenario where you've just walked out of a shopping mall, you're at the entrance, and you can summon your car, your Tesla, to come to drive itself to where you're standing. So it'll it'll pull out of the parking spot navigate through the other cars and around all the other cars and stop right in front of you uh, at the shopping center entrance. Like imagine the, the other scenario where perhaps you're, you're somewhere and your, your car, your Tesla's parked nearby and it's raining and you don't want to have to run to the car in the rain. So you could summon the car to pick you up where you are. So real night Rider stuff. That's pretty cool. So looking forward to this rolling out in Australia. It's going to be available to obviously the customers who've got, who've purchased full self-driving capability or uh, who have enhanced autopilot, which is what I have on my car. So I can summon my car. It's got auto parks, all these great features. It drives itself on the freeways. But this would be absolutely remarkable. I could think of a few places where I could use this. Uh, it would be really, really cool. But that's not the only new feature of the new version 10. Uh, there are some new entertainment features, including Tesla Theater. Now, we all know that the Model S, the Model X, and then the new Model 3 have these monster screens in the, in the car. And what better way to utilize that than by accessing your Netflix and YouTube accounts on that screen? Of course, you can only do that when your car is parked. So in the in the example of a Tesla user, and, and I do this myself, when, when you may be supercharging, you may have 30 minutes, 40 minutes sitting there to, to while you're charging, you might watch an episode of a show or half a movie or some YouTube clips while you're, while you're waiting. This, this is on top of what's already in the car with a Tesla Arcade, which is, has all the classic games like Centipede and Asteroids, and the controls on the wheel are actually what you use to play the games, which is, is remarkable. The other addition to the game on the gaming side is the new uh, popular run-and-gun action game called Cuphead. That's coming. Also, they're going to introduce to this, to the, on version 10, karaoke, or as they've called it, car Eoki which will feature in version 10 and turn your Tesla into a karaoke bar so you can sing with your friends or by yourself on a road trip. 
Not sure how safe that is where you're trying to read lyrics on a screen while you're driving. You're trying to screen, trying to sing Bohemian Rhapsody doing 100 on the freeway. I suppose if you've got autopilot on, you might be able to do it. But still, you've got to keep your eyes on the road. Uh, but your friends can see it. you just got to keep your eyes on the road. Your friends can maybe do a, a Wayne's World and sing Bohemian Rhapsody in your car while you're driving. So that's another ad- ad- additional entertainment feature, which is pretty funny. They've also, too, added uh, Spotify Premium Account Access. Because every Tesla comes with a Spotify account. Like I get in my car, there's a Spotify account that came that come with the car, so I can access all the music that I want. But Spotify Premium, uh, if you if you have your own account, you can sign into your own Spotify Premium account now, which is one of the most requested features apparently from Tesla owners. And Tesla has responded with this update. Quite an update, version ten. I've heard it's already it's already available in the US and already starting to roll out here in Australia. I go out to my car every day, a couple of times a day, to see if there's a software update available. I'm going to do it as soon as I finish recording uh, this podcast to see if that info <laughs> that update is available as well. Very keen to get it. The previous update uh, included a a browser on the uh, on the on the system now that this was available on US Teslas but not uh, in Australia until now now that when we're, I'm parked of course I can call up my tech guide website on the on my screen or any other website that I want to and view and stream whatever I like it'd be possible even to view live TV through various uh, websites and uh, as such as well so no shortage of entertainment while you're waiting to charge or even while you're waiting to pick up someone. I'm, I'm often picking people up and having to wait for 10 or 15 minutes till they're ready to be picked up and great opportunity to watch something or play something or something like that. There's plenty, plenty of things to do in a Tesla while you're parked as well as while you're driving as well. You want to check out the version 10 software from Tesla, you know where to go, techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Netgear. They're Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. You upgrade your smartphone and TV and your laptop, but when was the last time you upgraded your home Wi-Fi? Well, the future of Wi-Fi is here. It's time to welcome Wi-Fi 6. If you watch your shows on services like Netflix or Hulu, you need the newest line of high-performance routers from Netgear. It'll be like giving your streaming the VIP treatment. The Netgear Nighthawk Wi-Fi 6 routers give you ultra-fast speeds and wider coverage throughout your home. You get four times the capacity compared to today's Wi-Fi, which means you can connect more devices and stream simultaneously without impacting Wi-Fi speeds and reliability. The devices of today and tomorrow demand more, so give them more. What you need is high-performance Wi-Fi that can keep up with you and your entire family. It's the biggest revolution in Wi-Fi ever, and you can be one of the first to have the next generation of Wi-Fi 6 technology with a Netgear Nighthawk router. Turn your Wi-Fi up to 6 with a Nighthawk Wi-Fi 6 router. Go check it out today at netgear.com slash Wi-Fi 6. That's netgear.com slash Wi-Fi and the number 6. And now, a Tech Guide review with Stephen Fennec. All righty. Our first review is the Hisense Laser TV. Now, everyone's thinking, what the hell's a laser TV? Well, this is basically a short throw projector. So it's a projector that sits about 20 to 30 centimetres away from your wall and beams up a 100-inch image onto a special screen. Now, we had a chance to sit down in front of this and review the 100-inch laser TV, and I've got to say, I'm very impressed. If you have, A, the, the budget, and B, the right conditions, then you will have a very enjoyable big screen audio and visual experience. Now, how this works is the unit which is quite big it's about it's like an over remember those old remember the old vcrs the first vcr you ever bought how big it was it looks like that it's a it looks like a massive vcr but it sits neatly on your entertainment unit which means that you can place this where you would normally place a television and the screen is then installed on the wall uh, and then from the position of the of the TV, the beam then shoots up to the screen and you're viewing a 100-inch 4K HDR image. Now, 
I'll tell you the price at the start before we get into the full review. This is $19,999. Now, I can hear you gasping and saying, whoa, that's a, that's a lot of money. But it's not every customer who's looking for a 100-inch television, a 100-inch experience. And there's not many ways you can do it without a projector or without dropping $100,000 on a, a Samsung 8K 98-inch TV. So that's the closest you could get to getting a 100-inch picture with a, let's call it a normal TV, is the Samsung 8K 98-inch, which is $99,999. Now, the other way you can do it, and I've done this, I've got a dedicated home theater in my house, and I've got a 150-inch screen on the wall, but I had to buy a 4K projector, I had to buy cables to cable that back to my sources, I had to buy speakers, I had to buy a receiver, and everything else that went with it, including the cables that I mentioned. Now, you add that up if you want to create that experience, and I'll tell you now, it's not—it's more than $20,000. That's how It cost me more than that because the projector was worth about twelve dollars to $15,000, let's say. It's high-quality 4K HDR projector. My speaker and receiver system, that's, that's worth more than $20,000 on their own. So if you if you think when you think look back and think of the price and what you get for the price, what High Sense is offering with its laser TV is actually not bad value when you add it up, considering what I just told you. Now, if you wanted to buy, I think the biggest TV, the biggest 4K TV Samsung sells is an 82 inch. It costs six thousand uh, dollars. The largest 4K nano cell TV from LG is the an 86 inch TV, and that's seven thousand dollars. But you're still not up to a hundred. Uh, LG just last week announced their 4K, uh, their 8K OLED 88 inch TV, which is sixty thousand dollars. So you can hear what uh, they've also got. LG have a 77 inch wallpaper TV. You know the beautiful OLED wallpaper TV, 4K. Attaches to the wall magnetically, looks magnificent, looks actually a lot like this laser TV. It's $21,799, and that's still not 100 inches. So the solution that Hisense has presented here is actually value for money. You're getting a 100-inch screen, screens included. You're getting a unit that is the short throw projector. There is built-in audio, so you've got four speakers that are shoot out the front and a subwoofer. You've got a TV tuner on board as well. That's something you'd have to buy separately if you bought a regular projector. And you've also got everything else that goes with your normal TV, like your menu system, your apps like Netflix, Stan, YouTube. They're all included. It's also got Wi-Fi. It's also got all your HDMI ports to support all your other sources, your Foxtel box, your gaming console, uh, your 4K Blu-ray player. They can all be connected. So, it, and, and, and the beauty of it is it's sitting in the spot where you would normally put your television. It's sitting on an entertainment unit. Now, the screen, let's talk about the screen for a sec because that's included. It's 100-inch screen, specially cr- created for the Hisense Laser TV. It's actually grey. It's not white. A lot of, lot of projector screens are white. This is grey. And when you get right up close to it, you'll notice all these tiny little ridges on the screen. Now, these ridges are actually angled so that as the beam shoots up from the, underneath the screen, it hits the screen and that image is then reflected straight at the viewer. So what you're seeing is the really clear picture. So rather than you seeing a distorted image, the angle of the projection and combined with those ridges creates this beautifully straight, sharp, bright screen. So it's really smart. And those ridges also reject other light because the ridges are positioned in such a way where there's external light, like I'm talking like if there's lights on or if there's a like a, a down light near the screen, it's going to reject that that light. Uh, but being realistic, projectors, whether it's this laser TV or any other type of projector, light is the enemy. If you have too much light and not enough brightness, then your projector, your projected picture, is going to look washed out and hardly viewable at all in certain conditions. Now, we watched the Hisense Laser TV 
in a luxury home, a, a sea, an oceanside home in the eastern suburbs of Sydney. And I viewed it, I, I went twice to see it. I, I watched it once in the morning and once in the, in the afternoon. Now, when I viewed it in the morning and just the geography of the home, it's facing the ocean, sunrise in the east, a lot of sun pouring through the windows behind the Hisense TV. And I'll be honest, it was barely watchable. Now, this is, you could watch TV, you can watch everything on it. I could barely see the picture. It was just too bright. The light, when it shines directly on the screen, really drowns out the picture. But not long after, I'm talking an hour, hour and a half later, where the sun rose a bit above the house and it wasn't shining directly onto the screen, suddenly we could see the picture. Not as good as you could in the evening and later during the day, but it was much, much better in a short time. So the message here is that if you're even considering this, you need to really think about where you would use it and how much light you can control. If you wanted to watch a movie at midday, you wanted to ensure that you could maybe draw a curtain or two to provide the best possible image for yourself. Now, Hisense says this is meant for all-day viewing, and it can be watched whenever you want. And the reality is that, yes, you can, but the quality of the experience really suffers if there's a lot of light in the room. So check to see whether you can control your environment, whether you have a room that's got a lot of bright open windows or whether you have curtains or blinds or whatever. How you, If you can control the light, then you're on your way to enjoying an amazing experience because in the right conditions, the image quality on this was very, very impressive. Color accuracy was great. Black levels were great. Uh, response rate, you can watch sport and, and action movies without without any judder at all. It's really, really nice little setup. Uh, picture, I was really surprised actually at the quality of, of the picture that you get. 100 inch 4K HDR quality looked fantastic in the right conditions. Now on the audio side, that's also impressive. There's speakers built into this, don't forget. So the front of the unit it, uh, there is a, there's grills with this force outward firing speakers that have this virtual surround effect and directional sound. It sounded amazing. I watched a bit of Star Wars The Last Jedi in 4K on it, and the, uh, the sound, it sounded fantastic. The so There's a subwoofer attached as well, which was pretty authoritative. I would have preferred a bigger sub. I just that's uh, that's that's me. I just prefer that kind of response. Uh, but the the included subwoofer that you get is not too shabby at all. If you have an existing surround sound system, this will connect to it. If you've got a receiver, if you want to go that far, it'll work. But as it is, out of the box, you're getting a very very good experience. So when you weigh up what you get for your 20,000, you actually get a fair bit. 100 inches, projection, sound, TV tuner, connectivity to Netflix and all of those services. Uh, but if you were trying to buy a TV, if you were happy with a 72-inch TV, then buy that. That's, that's still going to cost you perhaps five to 6,000. But if it's 100 inches, there aren't many customers that are going to walk that, that want a 100-inch TV. But if for those that can afford it, this is a great solution. It's not for everyone. It needs to be someone who can A, afford it, and B, have the right conditions to set this up and watch it and enjoy it in all its glory. If you can do that, you're going to be very, very happy with the result. And as I said, at that price, it's actually when you consider what you get for your money, it's not bad value at all. If you want to read our complete review of the Hisense 100-inch laser TV, check it out at techguide.com.au. Alrighty, next up, we're talking Sonos and the new Sonos Move speaker. Now, we all know Sonos. Sonos is one of those brands that was a real pioneer in the multi-room audio field. Who, who remembers Sonos from years ago where you could set up your speakers in all the different rooms and play different things in different rooms and make them all play the same thing? It was fantastic. It was like being the conductor of an orchestra. And Sonos has come a long way. They've got they've now got sound bars and subwoofers and you name it. They've got a great selection of speakers. Well, the latest selection is called Sonos Move. Now it's called Move for a reason because this not only has Wi-Fi on board like the other Sonos speakers, it also has Bluetooth. 
So you're kind of getting the best of both worlds. So if you want to connect this as an additional speaker to your existing multi-room system, you can do just that. You can name it in whatever particular room, access it through the app, do whatever you got to do. But that's great for the diehards. But if you wanted also that a speaker you can maybe take down to the beach or into the backyard or wherever you want, then the Sonos speakers of old really couldn't help you out. Well, now this has Bluetooth on board, so you could take the Sonos Move. Get You get why it's called Move now? You can take Sonos Move with you wherever you want because there's Bluetooth as well. And, of course, you can control, move, and direct the audio while it's in your home. But then when you connect it to Bluetooth, it's all coming from your mobile device or your tablet. And you'd be able to play all your favorite tunes there as well. It's also AirPlay 2 compatible as well. So you can direct audio from your iPhone or iPad directly to the speaker as well. And to complete the picture so that it's as smart as other speakers, you can also have Google Assistant or Alexa uh, as well. So you can control this with your voice and use it like any other smart speaker. So you can uh, connect things and control them with your voice, uh, get all the information that you need, and away you go. Now, the unit itself, it's a decent size. It's 24 centimetres tall, weighs 3 kilos, and good speakers are heavy, so that, that's, a, that's good news. But there is a nice little handle in the back so that it's designed to be carried. It's got that nice cylindrical shape and matches, matches the design language of the other Sonos speakers in the range, like the Play 5 and the 3 and all the others. So it doesn't look foreign to those other speakers, but it uh, it does have this portability to it with that handle on the back. Uh, you can and it th- has a, a small charging cradle, so when you're when it's at rest, sitting on a surface, it can be sitting inside this cradle, which is constantly charging the battery and have it fully charged for you when you're ready to head out. The onboard battery can run for up to 10 hours, which is very impressive. Uh, and the electronics are housed in this nice, durable, hard-wearing case. So it can cope with drops and, and scrapes and everything. So don't think that this it's this delicate little speaker you have to treat with kid gloves. It can handle the, uh, the, the bumps and scrapes when you take it out. It's also rated IP56, which means it can handle the dust and liquid splashes as well. So if you buy the pool and someone splashes it, you don't have to panic. It can handle it. The top of the unit has all the capacitive touch controls, so you can easily adjust the volume and navigate your music and mute the microphone, do all that sort of thing. Uh, and you can also to uh, you can mute the microphone. And the illuminated LED will tell you a when the microphone is active, and b uh, where if it's white, it's connected to Wi-Fi. If it's blue, it's connected. You guessed it to Bluetooth. So nice little indicator light. Now, sound wise. What you'd expect from a Sonos speaker sounds fantastic. Class D digital amplifiers with the speaker drivers and the whole design of the product. There's a down-firing tweeter, so you get this great high-frequency response and also some decent bass as well. Uh, so all, all round, this Sonos speaker sounds just as good, if not slightly better, than the others in the range. So really bold, nice, healthy, healthy dose of bass as well. Bass as well. So uh, pretty cool right there. It's also got true play. So so you know how you can tune uh, the room to the speaker, so it'll it'll know where the speaker's sitting in the room and tune it based on its position. So it makes a bit of a difference to the audio quality, and it's also powerful. Highest volume will drown out everything that you're hearing. Uh, it is uh, it is pretty pretty loud, pretty powerful. And also, too, of course, being a Sonos can be uh, linked to your favourite streaming music services, including Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon Music. Audible for your audiobooks, Pandora, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Google Play Music, and YouTube Music, just to name a few there. So if you've got a, one of those music services, you are sorted to hear it through the Move speakers as well. And, of course, if you're back on Wi-Fi, same deal applies right there. Um, one, one thing you can't do, and I think this would have been great to do it, uh, you can't uh, – you can create a stereo pair with two Move speakers over Wi-Fi uh, – but it won't. You can't do that over Bluetooth. You know, there are some. I think the UE Boom and others can be paired on Bluetooth and create a stereo pair. You can't do that with Move. Yeah, you can do it when they're on Wi-Fi, but not in Bluetooth. Another thing, you know, how I mentioned earlier, Sonos have sound bars. Well, imagine having two Moves at the back of the room that can operate independently as rear connected speakers. 
home theatre speakers. Unfortunately, that won't happen. It won't work that way. So maybe if Sonos is listening, drop that one in the suggestion box. Uh, at the moment, you can't do that. It would have been nice, though, to have that have that capability. Now, the Sonos Move uh, ain't a cheap speaker. It's $649. And I think, look, if you're a Sonos customer, uh, then it's pricey for other people except you. Sonos customers know they're willing to pay a little bit more. And look, this sounds brilliant, this speaker, I've got to say. For the money, it sounds amazing. So it is pricey. will appeal mostly to current Sonos customers uh, who have been dedicated to the brand over the years. But everyone else, maybe they might look elsewhere for a Bluetooth-only speaker. Don't forget, it's Wi-Fi and Bluetooth, so that comes at a premium. But uh, for 649 bucks, there are other choices for people who maybe not uh, can't, can't afford that. But for Sonos fans, uh, go no further. The Sonos Move is is brilliant. If you want to see our complete review, you can check it out at techguide.com.au. All righty, next up, we're going to chat about the Arlo Pro 3 wire-free cameras. Now, wire-free security cameras are so popular now, and Arlo is the leading brand in this very, very popular market. And Arlo had previously the Arlo Pro 2. This is the new Arlo Pro 3, which is improved, but they've also still got the Arlo Ultra. So Arlo Ultra is still at the top of the tree, it's got 4K, all every bell and whistle that you can imagine is included. Arlo Pro 2 is still available at, at your full HD and your basic operation. Arlo Pro 3 sits in the middle. So this is a good, better, best set of setup here. Arlo Pro 3 is in the middle. It offers 2K resolution with HDR. So not quite 4K, but better than full HD, which the Arlo Pro 2. So that's why it sits in the middle. Uh, so has pulls in some features from the Arlo Ultra, but isn't quite as as good as that. So it's a really good mid, mid-range mid proposition. Uh, so it's got the 2K resolution, which is better than full HD. It's got high dynamic range, which the Arlo Pro doesn't Arlo Pro 2 does not have. So HDR is it makes it easier to distinguish objects in really bright or really dark areas of the screen. That's why high, how high dynamic range works. Uh, the cameras also have a spotlight with color night vision, another feature introduced on the Ultra and now brought into the Arlo Pro 3. Color night vision, uh, if, any, if anyone who's ever seen night vision, it's usually black and white and just blown out black or white colors well with the color night vision there is a little spotlight on the camera that is enough light for the camera to interpret the colors it can see and the night vision is suddenly in color so you can imagine how handy this would be if god forbid someone's breaking into your home or there's an intruder on your property you can say officer uh before you'd say officer he had a white hoodie on with white pants and, and and white glasses because that's what night vision was well now imagine with the color night vision you can say officer he was wearing a red hoodie and black pants and and green a green beret or whatever he's wearing a beret might be a frenchman or a beanie whatever you know what i mean you can now describe in color the, with the colors thanks to the night vision in this in this scenario so a, a handy little addition right there and look we buy cameras. We're buying these cameras now because we're looking for peace of mind. We want to A, prevent a burglary, or B, prevent another burglary. A lot of customers have been affected by crime, and they, they, are, they are putting these devices in their homes to prevent it happening again. And a camera like this is a visible reminder to any intruder, any burglar. They see cameras and they hear noises in your home. If they see a camera, they're going to say, okay, well, I'm not going to break into this house. They've got cameras. Just like if they hear a dog barking inside your house, they're going to go, nah, too risky. I'm going to the next house. So this is a, this is a, a, a visual deterrent to a burglar. And of course, forget the fact that they they record in 2K video. You can store stuff in the cloud. You can even now, with the new base station, attach a hard drive and get all your recordings on your hard drive for, for days and weeks on end. Um, the 2K resolution, by the way, is 2560 by 1440, which is very clear. So clear enough to see faces and cars and all these sorts of things. So all that detail is right there. Of course, it's weatherproof, so it goes inside your house and out. 
And uh, as long as it's in within range of your Wi-Fi network, really easy to mount as well. There are magnetic mounts. Screw mounts are also available for added physical security as well. The cameras too with the Arlo Pro 3, they come prepared, which means that the cam the camera and the base station are already linked. So basically what you need to do is turn them on and plug them in and they're already linked together. So no need to go through a lengthy pairing process. It's just made that much easier out of the box for customers to set up in their homes. The Smart Hub, as I mentioned, has a USB port, so you can connect that external hard drive, which is really cool. The uh, cameras also have built-in sirens as well. You can trigger it automatically or manually from the Arlo app. Uh, it lets you view live through the app. It's also got two-way audio, so you can talk to whoever's in front of the camera. Basically, it's, it's like two-way audio that's as clear as a phone call. Uh, so really easy to set that up. There's also uh, notifications not only for motion, but it can also send you a notification when it hears noise, like, for example, maybe the sound of glass breaking or a dog barking or something. You can set it up to get those those notifications as well. There's also some accessories that goes with it, including the solar panel. So uh, these are there's rechargeable batteries in each of these cameras. You can pair it perhaps with a solar panel, so you will always have that charge. You will never need to change that battery. It's a really smart addition to the camera. If you don't want to do that, of course, you can just pop off the camera, uh, replace the battery, charge the battery in the camera, or there's another accessory that keeps two batteries on charge all the time, so you can just... Take those fully charged batteries, put them into your two cameras. Take the 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 used cameras from the cameras, uh, the used batteries from the cameras, the rundown batteries. Put them in the uh, charger, and then they'll charge, and they'll be ready to go next time when the cameras that you've just put in the batteries run down. If you know what I mean. So very handy having all those accessories as well, uh, and. They're available from uh, this week. So if you want to head out, if you want to buy just a single Pro 3 add-on, which works actually with the Pro 2 hub and also with the Ultra. So if you just want to add a camera, it starts at 419 bucks for a camera. If you want to go the, th- the two-pack, uh, it includes two cameras and the Smart Hub. That's $949. For peace of mind, I've got these set up at my place. I, I'm regularly checking in on my dogs, checking to see if they've got packages, checking in to see who's at my house. Uh, so, And that's another thing too. If you want to subscribe to the, uh, to the cloud storage of your videos, that also comes with the additional bonus of being able to give you intelligent notifications. It can actually work out what is in front of the camera, whether it's a car, a person, an animal, or even a package. So it's that smart. You can you can drill down to get that sort of notification. If you're waiting for a package, you can set a notification to tell you when it detects a package on your doorstep, or if there's a person at your doorstep, or if there's an animal at your doorstep, or whoever, wherever you got your camera, you, it can you can set to have all these different notifications as well. The Arlo Pro 3, if you want to check it out, it's at techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Norton. They're the company that can keep protect you and your family online. We live in a world where hackers are constantly finding new ways to steal your personal information. And because we spend so much time online, it's quite possible we could find ourselves in a cyber criminal's sites. The Norton team is dedicated to keeping people safe online, no matter how they connect. So whether you're paying bills on your phone, shopping on your tablet or banking on your laptop, Norton Security Premium is working hard behind the scenes to help keep your information, your identity and your devices protected. For more information on how to protect your digital life, visit au.norton.com. And now, answering all your tech questions, the Tech Guide Help Desk. The Tech Guide Help Desk is brought to you by Belkin. So if you're after a case, a charging solution, cables, belkin.com forward slash au, that's where you got to go. Now, earlier in the show, we mentioned password managers. Now, I had a couple of emails from readers about password managers, but for different reasons. Now, the first was from uh, an elderly gentleman. He said he was 75. And he it was a strange little email. He said, look, I'm... I want to prepare for when I reach the end. I think what he was intimating was that he wants his loved ones to know all his passwords, to know every account that he's had, that he's got, so they can access it when he's gone. 
Now, one thing I suggested was as simple as just having a file with every account and password that you have on a USB and perhaps having that in a safe. That that was a really simple way for it to be accessed after he's gone. The other suggestion I had was having a password manager, which another reader asked, look, I just want to manage all my passwords. But in the case of this gentleman, it would be possible for him to store every single password that he has on a password manager, whether it's LastPass, Dashlane. There's even a password manager in Norton Security Premium. There's a, a part, it can manage all your passwords across all your devices. So what, what these all have in common, though, is there is a master password. So in the case of this gentleman who wants his family to access all of his accounts, he could just leave them his master password, and they can then access all his accounts after that. And the other reader was just asking, how do I manage, what's the best password manager? And that, that, that was, I gave him the same suggestions. Uh, LastPass, Dashlane are the two that I know that I've used and are pretty good. But Norton has a built-in password manager. Check your internet security software, whether it's Norton or Trend Micro or McAfee. I think there are password managers built into them as well. So you may have one at your fingertips on your internet security software and not know it. So there you go, password managers for two different reasons. Uh, and I, I, I replied to this, to this guy, and I, I, I don't know, I haven't heard back from him, but I'm hoping that he's okay. He's not going anywhere anytime soon. But uh, at least we, he has that peace of mind of knowing that when he does eventually go, in many, hopefully many, many, many years to come, that his family will have access to all his important accounts and his, all his important documents and all, all of the things that he held there as well. You're listening to Tech Guide. And that's the end of the show for you this week. It goes so fast. Everything we've talked about on the show, of course, you can find at techguide.com.au. And if you want to get in touch, feel free to email us, info at techguide.com.au, or record a voice pod. Hit that record button, and your voice will be on the show with me. I'll answer your question after you ask it on the show. We're going to give a special shout-out, too, to our sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, and also Norton, the company that can keep you and your family safe online. Thanks so much for listening. We look forward to joining you again next week. So until then, stay safe and stay connected. <laughs>